man, what's going on? Episode 12 of the Creating Me podcast. Yeah, episode 12 is with Michelle Clark. She is the owner of Mount. I'm pretty conscious that while I'm recording this intro just now, that I have loads of birds tweeting in the background. So I'll call it a therapeutic intro to this episode. Yeah, um, join my discussion with Michelle. We cover a lot of stuff about, you know, how she came to be an independent business owner in Aberdeen. And also the kind of the hard graft that's involved in being your own boss. Um, I really enjoyed catching up with Michelle and speaking of her and thank her for like coming in I mean she just came in to do the interview straight after a hard long day's work at Mel so I really appreciate that yeah I hope you guys enjoyed the episode too and remember you know as I always keep doing bombarding everyone to like share and pass it on I think you know the podcast is getting gaining more interest with people in Aberdeen and that's the main aim you know as I always say big up the Dean big up Michelle um, for coming on the podcast and so yeah I'll catch up with you guys on episode 13 so that's bye for now Create Me Podcast. Um, this will be episode, you know what, I don't know what episode this will be, but I'm sure it'll be a good one. And today on the show, we have Michelle Clark from Mount Aberdeen. Is it Mount Aberdeen or this Mount? Just Mount. This Mount. Yeah. So, yeah, finally you're on the podcast because I know we've had a lot of, I was messaging you mm-hmm. last year and I take it you're very busy at the moment with the business. Always. Yeah. Always. Yeah. Yeah. There's no such thing as a day off. <laughs> One thing I was definitely curious about is like, how, actually, how did Melt kind of come about? Because is it 2016 you kind of launched? 2016. Yeah. 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 So I was actually in oil and gas. Okay. Um, which is a great transition for grilled cheese. <laughs> so I did that for 10 years. Yeah. And uh, unfortunately, when the oil downturn happened, mm-hmm. uh, I was one of the, the victims, if you like. Okay. And was made redundant twice in right. a year um, and just knew it was time to get out. Okay. And had loved cooking, yeah. had some experience professionally when I was younger, right. so this was it. This okay. was the avenue. Alright, and so what what was your kind of what was your graft when you were doing the oil and gas stuff? Uh, recruitment, training and competency, okay. um, sort of looking after guys. Yeah. Being a mother. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So like so basically you said that, you know, made you was made redundant twice. Yeah. And then you kinda of said, actually, sack this. I'm going to go and have my own business. I th- yeah, I think, I mean, I'd, uh, there's a few quotes kind of floating about that I'd interviewed up to 60 times and, you know, uh, yeah. I, I did. I went hammer and tong at it. Okay. But I think by the end of it, I really had to, to scratch my head and ask if this is what I wanted to mm-hmm. be doing mm-hmm. with my life Yeah. Um, before I continued pummeling myself in <laughs> interviews. Yeah. So yeah, um, it was time to come away from it. So. Yeah, and where did that idea come from? Like the grilled cheese, is, is, was that something that was that your niche thing? Let's go around to Michelle's place and then no. get oh, I, <laughs> No, I wish I could say it was. Yeah. You know, and everybody had said, "Oh, you should really do this as yeah. a career." But no, I, I think I, I was a keen baker more okay, than anything. I cool. ran a small kind of home cupcake business for a oh, while, yeah. um, and I originally thought I could do something there. Mm-hmm. 
um, and was just making toasties one day in the the toaster with those little brown bags mm. and it had been a while since I'd done that and just thought, oh, wow, this is so good. Yeah. And I'd been looking on Instagram loads and looking at food trends mm. and seeing the trend for grilled cheese in London mm-hmm. and uh, just thought, I could really make something of that. Yeah. So just practised and practised and tested and researched and there was an idea. Yeah. And how did you kind of find that process, that initial, like, I bet for you, like, your mates and, like, fam- family and friends, it would have been, like, yeah, like, the taste testing sessions. Was that kind of, like, a big thing then, like, when, before you got set up this? Yeah, I mean, I think my husband's pretty well-fed anyway, to be <laughs> fair. Um, he never has a bad meal, yeah. so, um, yeah, he, he wasn't going to shy away from the taste testing. Okay. Um, but, yeah, I, I mean, it's just kind of getting the confidence of whether I could do this kind of thing professionally. Yeah, but yeah. I think I have faith in my own cooking abilities mm-hmm. that was there anyway. Um, and my friend certainly didn't have any doubt that I could do this. Yeah. I maybe did, yeah. but um, yeah. Yeah, I think it's, a, it's kind of like a recurring theme, I guess, when I speak to anyone who has like a creative outlet on the podcast is actually the kind of self-doubt is more as kind of from within more than actually friends or family. The friends and family are the ones that are kind of pushing you on. They're the cheerleaders. But then it's kind of like, I don't know, like I think you get these little kind of boosts, I call them, little boosts of burst or excitement when somebody likes something on social media. And I guess for you, when you kind of first opened, it must have been, oh, people coming through the door, first customer and stuff. And, you know, like... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't know if I didn't expect anybody to turn up on the first day, Aye. but certainly when my husband kind of came in and said there's a huge queue down the road, mm-hmm. uh, I, I didn't believe him. Yeah. I, I said, no way. And yeah. I had to poke out my head to, to really get the grasp of it. Yeah. Um, and we, we sold out in an hour. Um, wow. Through a combination of being very, very busy mm-hmm. and being very stupid and not ordering enough bread. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's certainly a huge learning curve. Yeah. Um, it always has been. I'm still learning. Yeah. It. Uh, but I think we probably ran out of things for the first year, year and a half all wow. the time. Okay. Because until you've really got a good year under your belt, mm-hmm. you, you just don't know what to expect. Yeah. At different times of year, or yeah. at different events, and it's only now I think you know we had our second birthday on the weekend mm. and had the busiest day we've had since we opened and I think I was more proud of anything that I didn't run out of anything you okay. know? Right. we didn't run out of cheese or bread yeah. it's taken me two years to learn how to <laughs> stop control Ooh, yeah. so um, pat on the back for that one yeah. yeah no it sounds like you know I guess for people listening and if they're having thoughts of starting in business I guess it's one thing you kind of touched on actually you're never going to get it right yeah. in your first kind of year that's yeah. not kind of getting from you it's just like there's going to be these highs and lows a bit and stuff yeah. Yeah. but it seems like for you there's been a lot of more highs than lows if I'm right or I don't know yeah, no, yeah. I'd say that there was more highs than lows. Yeah. I'd definitely say probably five days out of seven mm-hmm. I'm really glad that I did what I did and um, you know I, I very occasionally kind of review what I've done and go, oh, well done, you know. But the, the two days I, I kind of cursing myself and, yeah. you know, not getting paid and, you know, <laughs> struggling and yeah. something's happened. Um, and uh, you do wonder why you're out of bed at five in the morning to go to 
wholesalers and blah 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 because yeah i guess for your big aspect of your job would be early prep getting up early yeah, as well yeah. and yeah i guess after a while it would be kind of like oh my god like it's just the, the running around i <laughs> yeah. think yeah right. you know unfortunately we live in stonehaven so okay. it's a, a good commute yeah. to Aberdeen. <laughs> and the earlier you leave the longer it takes yeah and there's usually a crash and you how know. do you guys cope with that snow and stuff then when that car a few weeks ago or last month what early was it yeah last yeah, month yeah was, i think it was last week wasn't it yeah it kind of feels like that doesn't it, feels it? Like it was maybe last yeah, year but yeah, yeah it's like last week yeah um we just managed okay we just managed yeah uh, you have to you've got business to run yeah and actually we were really really busy okay um combination of a lot of places being mm-hmm. closed and then yeah. hot food yeah yeah so we took advantage of everyone else's misery as <laughs> <laughs> <So>, you <I should> do <laughs> Uh, yeah. so, you know, I think, I guess when having a business, an independent business business owner, you have to kind of be, as I say, kind of like on it all the time. You have yeah. to kind of be using the social media, which yeah. I touch on with previous guests a lot, and also kind of putting yourself out there and putting out the offers and what's there and mm-hmm. stuff. And I'm guessing through the social media aspect, people, and from what I've seen, people have been very responsive to yeah. what you're doing. Yeah, I mean, social media has been huge for us. Mm-hmm. Um, I spend a lot of time on social media, some mm-hmm. people don't, and I, I get a lot of compliments from marketing people about what we've done, oh, yeah. um, and there are a lot of people who use companies to do what we've done, mm. but I think unless it's your business, you can't give it the same level of dedication yeah, yeah. as paying a professional to maybe do one post a week or mm-hmm. a day. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I decided pretty early on that Instagram would be the best format yeah. for us, being food. Mm. And so that's the thing that I bombard. Um, and then we do maybe a couple a week on Facebook, mm-hmm. once in a while on Twitter, once in a while on yeah. LinkedIn. But it's picking the format that works best for what you're doing. Yeah. You know? I think it's weird now because it's like Facebook mail seems like, I don't know, I'm 36. So it seems like that kind of, that generation where young people say like, what, Facebook? Like, that's for old people now. Instagram just, seems to be the it's out, the go yeah yeah, yeah yeah the go to place yeah. where you can network and put stuff out there you know and people have a short fuse with Facebook if they see yeah. too much of you yeah um, yeah whereas Instagram they can't see enough of you yeah <laughs> um, because it's quick it's snappy it's yeah. just a photo yeah um, I'm always surprised when people actually read the blurbs okay. underneath All right. um, you know, I did uh, brownies the other week mm. that have uh, just the, the social media views were mental. Yeah. And uh, a big blurb underneath saying, get them now because they're not frigging happening again because they were <laughs> such a bitch to do. Um, and the amount of people who came in and said, oh, can I get these brownies that aren't happening again? Yeah. So it's, it's surprising when people actually pay attention. It's a funny thing. I was sharing like a, a work acquaintance. I said, oh, I'm interviewing this, um, this woman, Michelle, from the owner of Mel Aberdeen. And we're kind of like, I'd like to say me and my colleague, my mate, we're probably like quite foodies. Uh-huh. Like, you know, we watch like shows like, um, I don't know if you've seen an Action Bronson one, Fuck That's Delicious. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah that yeah. and like um, quite a few as well, like Anthony Bourdain stuff as well. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of like, and I, I guess that's kind of like the kind of culture that was brought up around food, people around the table. Yeah. And the kind of first thing is they're like, oh, like they're looking at the brownies. <laughs> and I was just like, yeah, we're, we're working now. <laughs> like, you know, it's it's like, the food porn thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I have a, a friend who likes a smoke and mm. uh, generally says that, you know, my pictures and my brownies are her porn in the evening, you know. <laughs> um, 
it's just uh, that's the way that people's mind works and mm. it it can it's a double-edged sword i guess and the, the the kind of food porn instagram thing has created a lot of food trends unicorn things and mm. lattes and avocados and things that really aren't practical or yeah. sometimes even edible mm. um with the amount of food coloring that's involved in yeah, it, you know? yeah. but it's what photographs well compared mm-hmm. to you know what's ugly but yeah but gorgeous i recently watched the david chang um documentary series um ugly delicious oh yeah i've been watching it. a few episodes yeah brilliant yeah it's ace brilliant. isn't it yeah so, yeah, yeah. kind of no shit kind of guy yeah so, yeah um but not in the arrogant kind of Gordon Ramsay sense, so very likable. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's it. Like, I think um, whenever I kind of watch something, I kind of would zone out when somebody's kind of not likable, or I couldn't really kind of relate to them. Yeah. And I'm watching, like, you know, you're watching, like, Huang's World. Okay, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. and that's really, like, really cool. Like, it's from, I think he's kind of done doing stuff with, like, Vice still. Okay. And the way he kind of just interacts with people and engages with them, it's yeah. like it's kind of like on their level. He's not kind of thinking like that kind of, I'm a Michelin star, I'm this yeah. and I have a business, so you should have to listen to me and yeah. stuff, you know. And I think like people like that have kind of got it really right, you know. This... I think it just matters a lot how you treat people. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, Chef's Table uh, on Netflix has certainly mm-hmm. gone a long way. You know, there's, mm-hmm. there's episodes where somebody will be completely awful as mm-hmm. a human being and I think I'm just really not going to warm to this person. Yeah. The more that you hear their backstory and mm. understand why they are the way they are, mm. you know, I think, you know, having that level of perspective on people is rare because you are going to take them at face value. Mm. Um, I'm just very conscious of how I treat people. Yeah. Um, having kind of gone from internal and external recruitment, mm. certainly, I, I had witnessed people suddenly being the gatekeeper if you like and and forgetting where they've come from yeah. and, and being very nasty mm-hmm. towards people trying to get business from them yeah um and i, I never i never did that mm. i always tried my hardest not to be like that yeah. and certainly now i do outside catering for oil and gas and oh, okay oh, yeah. um it's it's funny being on the other side being the server yeah. um and being treated as such and certainly, you know, I am, that, that's my job, yeah. I have no grand expectations, but um, it, it's funny to be on, you know, I was perhaps at a higher level than some of the people I'm speaking to. And they're just kind of talking down uh, a bit. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah. Um, but, you know, we, I guess we're, we're, most people are like that. Yeah. There are levels of things in culture and, yeah. you know, I just try to avoid that and yeah. speak to everybody absolutely i think i think that's kind of like you know i think it's kind of like what some people say like put out that positive energy and that kind of comes back to you the kind of common sense thing in my kind of view is you know just like you know do good and do good will happen to you like wishful thinking i'm guessing but you know yeah i think the earth's a small place yeah um it's the whole thing you know that you you'll you see the same people going down the ladder as you saw Mm -hmm. going up or or whatever the saying is but you just it will come back to you you know yeah. Aberdeen is a very small place and <laughs> people have a long memory you know this is you know you're saying that Aberdeen is a very small place I'm noticing that just by like I've mentioned to someone else I'm, I'm going to be interviewing this person so yeah. oh yeah I know that person I went to school I was like well, you know yeah. okay like you know everybody knows everyone yeah yeah. especially when it comes to creative people as well yeah. as I, yeah. I kind of mentioned um, mm-hmm. you know it, it's not to say that there aren't a lot of creative people in Aberdeen mm-hmm. there are mm-hmm. But, as I say, you could probably count them, you know, a couple of hundred. I could mm. probably tell you most of them or somebody who knows yeah. somebody. 
Um, whereas in London or Edinburgh, that might disappear. You mm -hmm. know, you disappear in amongst the crowd. Yeah, but yeah. I, you know, have recently started doing some food projects with One Enterprises and was asked to come up with names of people who might want to get involved. Mm -hmm. And I could list about 50 straight off the bat mm -hmm. in the art world and the food world mm -hmm. um, that would be really helpful um, and, you know, be really interested. And I know that they would be passionate. Mm -hmm. Some of them I've never even met before, but you follow I their follow stuff, them, yeah. I know how they work. Yeah. So in that respect, it, it's good because it's more of a community. Yeah. Yeah. So um, yeah, definitely, it helps that we know each other. It's definitely a community. And I'm guessing one thing I kind of want to explore with you was that how has that kind of creative community or different levels of creators, how have they kind of engaged with you and your business and stuff? And have you found that engagement? Really well, mm. really well. Um, because I think they, they can see that I'm trying to do something different mm -hmm. um, and trying to push Aberdeen in a certain direction. And I think, you know, we're one of a, f a few people that... in the week the oil and gas downturn I've tried to do something a bit different mm. um, so no they're really good I've met a hell of a lot of people artists other chefs um, other business owners um, people that want to work with us um, bonsai productions they have done a series of videos for us um, sort of YouTube style videos on mm. certain recipes and things and Never once have they ever asked for any money. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we've worked together on a number of occasions mm -hmm. and they'll never pay for a toasty again. But, <laughs> you know, potentially the, the, the money that they could be making from somebody else. Yeah. But it's like-minded individuals and we're showcasing each other's work. Yeah. So there's been a lot of that, photographers mm -hmm. helping and artists yeah. helping with posters and things like that because they want to, you know. Yeah, definitely. I'm finding that very much. Well, I think we're kind of... Being in Aberdeen and also being like, I don't think I don't think it's like a far northeast thing. Maybe, maybe it's a Scottish thing, like that kind of friendly friendliness. I'm not I'm not sure, but there seems to be this thing of actually people in Aberdeen, creative community, independent business owners helping each other, and yeah. being really excited about it that somebody's doing something different and yeah. uh, you know somebody's bringing some attention to Aberdeen and everyone kind of, in a positive good way, you know, kind of just kind of g's people up and pushes them up a bit and that's really yeah. nice to see yeah totally i mean i don't think it's the case for everyone certainly mm. and it's it's you know it i think in the week of the downturn people have had to think a bit differently mm. and not be so insular yeah um yeah. so definitely it has brought brought a lot of creative forces together mm. and you know there's new companies opening all the time there's a, a one about to open in upper Kirkgate called the pig's wings oh yeah i saw that yeah and yeah. i'm so excited to see what yeah. they do because i just adore food like that yeah so great it's brilliant that things like that are happening oh definitely i think that you know because like you know if i'm going back home to london and you can go to like you know go, go down like candom lock candom market you see all these things happening and you can yeah. like Oh, like, Aberdeen, I know they have, like, some kind of, like, food festivals and stuff like that. Yeah. And like, wow, we need to kind of maybe up our game a bit compared to a couple yeah. of our cities in the UK, I think. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's what that's what I'm speaking to one about, yeah. actually, um, with a couple of people is about, I guess, us just being better at mm. singing our own praises. Absolutely. Um, whether it's a British trait, a Scottish trait, an Aberdonian trait. I think it's, it's a UK thing. Don't get above your station, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know. Um, yeah. And certainly the Americans have no problem with that. Absolutely. You know, you know it's just like, you know, you, you see, you're around Americans and there's high-fiving each other. 
know? <laughs> yeah, 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 you know, it's that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like, and I think it, I think it's a UK thing that we can we we we're probably more self-deprecating. Oh yeah, we're kind of like, oh no, this is not good, is it? You know, we're yeah. like, oh, you know, whatever. I kind of did this, you know. It's just like, but I think we have to kind of probably change the narrative, like you're saying, and say and being like, no, this is what we're doing, and let's kind of push this forward to people. Yeah. It's one big thing for me is actually saying if we kind of like that um, like I see as a t-shirt saying big up the Dean Cause if we're doing yeah. that and we're saying come on like you know yeah. we're doing things here like we don't have to kind of always think oh we have to move away or get people to kind of come you know get people to definitely to come up to us but not feeling like we have to kind of yeah. always kind of push or change our the way we're doing things to suit other people yeah you know? I mean we're naturally pretty doer as they would say mm. up here mm-hmm. you know we're, we're quite down in ourselves mm. and um you know, I saw today Norman Reedus from Walking Dead was mm-hmm. in Aberdeen, and uh, of course I always stupidly look at the comments and so why the hell is he in Aberdeen? And well, yeah, why well, would he not be? You yeah. know, but that's that's how was it like we a are. filming job or something? Was he I think he was. He does that motorcycle mm. thing on the side. Yeah, so I think yeah. he was up. He was up with Carol from The Walking Dead. Wow. And, Oh, I know. He didn't come to melt, though. Yeah. Oh, God unlucky. Is, God <laughs> we've, we've had a few celebrities, so... Yeah, it's... yeah. That's what I was going to say to you. Like, you know, the Donald Sutherland. I think you wasn't there, was you? No, no, I... no, no. Um, and actually, I don't know if I'd be more excited about Norman Reedus or Donald Sutherland. Okay. I'm not sure. Uh, Don't Look Now is one of my favourite films. Yeah. I adore Donald Sutherland's, um, you know, Donald Sutherland's sort of mid-70s kind of fake perm with a brown mac on. Yeah. It's my ideal man. Like the know. porn stash. Porn <laughs> like, stash, yeah, yeah. the whole thing. Yeah. I just think he's wonderful. Yeah. I, I really I, I do. But um, So, yeah, I was gutted. I was gutted. But, you know, life sucks. Yeah. What are you going to do? Yeah, but you know what? Like, there's there's a picture of him outside. I, yeah, it's my screensaver on my phone oh. even still. Oh, so, nice one. Yeah, right. One of the proudest moments. So, who else has kind of graced your doors that we might know of then? Uh, well, Nicola Sturgeon okay. made, made a toasty on camera mm-hmm. and did a full interview there. Cool. Um, and John Snow from mm. Channel 4 News. Right. It's ridiculous that you have to say from Channel 4 News yeah. because everybody thinks you're speaking yeah, about John Snow turned from yeah, <laughs> Game yeah. of Thrones. Yeah. I'm a geek. I would say Harrington. I know the name. So. <laughs> But yeah, so, so far, that's it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Norman Reedus could have bloody come in today and one of the girls would have not recognised him like, oh, for I think, all oh, I know. Oh, it's like an American guy came in today. Yeah. He's like, oh, what are you doing? <laughs> you know, it's like... I know. Wonder I should whether, just be there every day for the rest of my life. One of the most popular shows ever, you I know. know. Yeah. I know. Right. I'm still watching it. I'm one of the few still watching it after all this time. Do you know what? Like, I got my wife into it and I kind of do that thing when, like, The Walking Dead, they kind of veer off from the graphic the comic books yeah. and I'm just like oh do you know what I'm done but I go back into it and then I don't know how up to date you are I don't want to kind of completely up to date yeah, I, I don't know why I'm still watching it to be fair <laughs> yeah I don't know for people who are listening we're, we're varying off a bit which you know yeah. it's fine we don't we do this on the podcast quite yeah. regularly but the whole Carl thing it's just kind of like Ugh. yeah yeah it's just, yeah, I yeah. Just, I don't know the past couple of episodes or this entire season I think yeah. has been I think we just watch it to take the piss yeah um, because we're just like, oh, right, okay, so now we're getting screenshots of everybody's faces for 10 minutes and <laughs> another 20-minute dialogue, right? Yeah, okay, yeah. Just, just show us the zombies. Yeah, it's definitely, yeah, it has kind of veered off from the kind of very first series of what it was yeah. and stuff. And you can see there's probably focus on obviously more drama and I've kind of felt like the first couple of series were probably more fast-paced and yeah. you felt like there was more danger around 
the corner and stuff. And I'm just, I'm a huge zombie buff. Right? Okay. I'm obsessed with zombie films. Okay. Um, so show me an original way to kill a zombie and I'll be cheating. <laughs> That's why I want to see the most original way to kill a zombie. Right. please. Cool. So what are your kind of thoughts on like this whole new Star Wars stuff and like... Oh, my husband's a huge geek. Okay. Huge. Yeah. Um, when I first met him, mm. there was a TARDIS and a <laughs> full-size Dalek and like a shelf with little models. <laughs> of course, they all went. Mm. Um, so yeah, I've I've watched them all. Mm. Um, I I love John Boyega. I love seeing yeah. him doing his thing. Yeah, especially um, from coming up from Attack of the Block and. Oh, I mentioned that and some people were like, well, I've never seen, no, I like, I you never seen that film. That film was ace. Yeah. yeah. It's so good to see him doing so well. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. But, um, yeah, I, 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 I'm not going to geek out about it. Yeah. I do like Star Wars. Yeah. That's probably as far as I'll go. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so in terms of like um, Mel, where do you kind of, or what are the kind of plans for the kind of future for yourself and what do you think you'll be doing, you know, a couple of years down the line? Um... I mean, we had always hoped Dundee was going to be the next location. Okay. And and we still hope that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's really just all happening in Dundee mm-hmm. at the moment. Um, and I think a lot of businesses from Aberdeen are just running to get there. Really? Um, okay. Yeah. Right. Before the prices escalate, yeah. I guess. Yeah, just actually to get set up and yeah. get established. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the v obviously is kind of opening up this year mm-hmm. and it's changing the, the landscape of Dundee completely. Um, so that would be where we would be opening if mm. we were to open. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we're very keen to get our business model right in uh-huh. Aberdeen, and I still don't feel like we're quite there. Um, I think a lot of people would look at Melt from the outside, like a lot of businesses, when they're not involved, and say, "Wow, she must be making millions." Oh, there's an article about that, wasn't it? I think you put <laughs> a Facebook post, kind of like, kind of taking the piss out of that a bit. Like, was it? I can't remember. Was it Daily? I mean, was I it Daily it was Star? In the or, sun or, or the Sun? Yeah. They said something about you know our turnover in the first year, and I'm like, yeah, I've seen very little of that. Yeah. You know, I, I don't think you do this for the money. Oh yeah. You yeah. Know? I am still not taking a wage two mm. years in. You know, I can mm. take bits and bobs, but you certainly don't do it for the money. Mm-hmm. Um, compared to, you know, the 30k plus I was making on oil and gas, you know, it's a far cry. Mm. Um, you've got to do it because you love it, um, but cost of sales is high for what we do in food. Um, so the profit margin is very slim. And until it gets a little bit better, we mm. get better at kind of cutting costs and things like that, then... There's no point in duplicating what we're doing in another city because yeah. we'll just make less money in another city. And this is the biggest misconception, you know, and the thing like people have because, like, you know, like you mentioned before off mic, like Gary Kemp from Dark Skateboards, and what he kind of said in like his episode was like, you know, don't get into this if you're thinking about money. No. You know, you've got to have that passion to actually, and everything seems to kind of fall into place yeah. afterwards. And I think that's one of the kind of important messages. I'm glad that's kind of coming up again from yourself, mm-hmm. you know, that. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not doing this for money. I'm doing this because I'm a passionate. I'm passionate yeah. about this, and I actually enjoy doing this. You know, like it's not yeah. to say that I don't like money. Yeah, I, I like money too. I like <laughs> money too. Yeah. I have a yeah. for makeup. You know? <laughs> um, but uh, it'll come. Yeah, it'll come, mm-hmm. and I'm hoping the harder that I craft now, the quicker it'll come. Mm-hmm. But no, I'd rather not be scrubbing grills in five years. That's that's part of the job. Yeah, and I do the job like all of my staff. Um, but, you know, I'd rather be a little bit more kind of 
office-based, travel-based, setting up further stores, mm -hmm. you know, putting things in place. Um, and, and that's what I'm working towards. Yeah. You know, I've got that a couple of days a week, I do that. Mm -hmm. And I can do a lot of baking and things like that now, which is great. But um, yeah, hopefully we'll move away from it properly. Yeah. And, uh, and do you think like in the kind of real long term, there would be like a melt like Aberdeen, Dundee, Glasgow, Edinburgh? That, that was the intention. Okay. That was the intention. Um, it's difficult whether, you, you know, it's difficult to know whether it's something that you're supposed to jump on quickly to cash in on a trend or right. a popularity or whether you really get your business model right before you go and duplicate it. Mm -hmm. um, I'm lucky that I have a shareholder, Adrian Gomez, that owns the Chetling House and Ryan Soda and things. So he's kind of done all this and, and got the t-shirt and... Mm. You know he's a great advisor mm. and you know we're trying to get it to a place where where it's a duplicatable business model mm -hmm. and that's what we're working towards yeah. um i think there are a lot of companies that expand really quickly yeah yeah definitely um, yeah and, and then kind of lose that momentum when, yeah. Yeah. yeah so it, it's difficult because you do think oh shit, i should capitalize on the, yeah. the, the kind of the thing that's going yeah. on but even companies as, as big as Biden Burgers and things we've seen the way that they've gone you know? yeah kind of shutting up shop a lot of places now in the UK yeah it's opening too many branches yeah. you know so you just you just got to be careful and, yeah. and do your best no, it's good that you're kind of taking that kind of cautious approach and saying well I'm not going to just kind of just kind of like go go all out all at once actually I need to kind of get myself really established and know what you know, our business model is and yeah. then kind of branch out a bit and see how that goes and then maybe move on from there, you know. I think a lot of people think that the more branches they'll open, the, the more money they'll make mm. off of it, but we're not making money now for mm. me personally, yeah. so yeah. why would we make any more having if you a kind of like, branch? Yeah, so yeah. Just be higher costs, yeah. you know, and then we start to to get pounded with corporation tax or rates because we've got second properties so yeah. it just gets worse mm -hmm. so we're just trying to to get to a level pegging the shop's great mm -hmm. it's still really popular we've got lots of outside catering going on we're trying to expand on that yeah see where i can take a wage from <laughs> <laughs> that's the most important thing in the world yeah, yeah. but yeah it seems like you know it's, it's good that you obviously getting that support from someone that's got on that established business yeah. in Aberdeen yeah. and it kind of makes up a really kind of a big difference to the, mm. for you know I guess some people who kind of start out are not that kind of fortunate to have that support Indeed. Is, you know and Indeed. they kind of have the pressures of or oh, have to kind of break even and stuff like yeah. that and things that not because I know like in Aberdeen over the years you see some business start and then kind of just fade away quite quickly and you see like three months now some of them okay pretty shocking yeah. so yeah I think that's why you have to celebrate the birthdays really because it's such mm. an achievement in Aberdeen yeah two years is like 20 years at the moment wow. you can manage right. you know so food businesses are just opening closing opening closing I think I think the thing is that I, I'm starting to think is that actually they're probably doing exactly the same financially as us mm -hmm. it's just that perhaps they weren't expecting to do that okay so when they've discovered that actually still after six months, a year, they're still not able to take a wage, they're just not going to put up with that. Mm -hmm. So they're kind of thinking like, yeah, yeah. So I, I don't think, yeah, some of these businesses, you think, how could they have closed? They were so busy. Mm -hmm. 
I don't think that they're doing any differently from us. I just mm. think they've got less tolerance for putting up with that. Yeah, someone, yeah. And uh, it's understandable, God, yeah. you know. We were speaking to someone, actually, in the podcast, who I interviewed, the episode will come out later, I think in April, it was John Reed, and he does, like, the new art tours and lots of other different oh, yeah. kind of creative yeah. stuff. And he kind of said, like, it seems like you've seen a lot of stuff kind of happen and start, like, any yeah. kind of creative movement yeah. in Aberdeen. Yeah. And it's just, like, kind of disheartening you don't see people sticking it out. Yeah. Like, in the first few hurdles, they're kind of like, oh oh, that's me, I'm done in now, I'm not yeah. kind of doing this anymore. Yeah. It's totally understandable, yeah. you know, because mm. it's, it's, it's hurdle after hurdle yeah. when you're a business owner in Aberdeen, you know. Um, so it's completely understandable that you wouldn't have the tolerance for that. I mean, there's been days, you know, I think we were struggling perhaps last August, mm. I think it was, and we were at the point where we were told, you know, if you don't start this in the next couple of months, you're going to be done. Right. Um and I had to do a lot of soul searching as mm. to whether I could really put up with it anymore, you know, whether the stress was worth it and the lack of money was worth it and the kind of relentless nature, I guess, of it. Mm. And I pushed through it and just thought, look, all we can do is try our best to get it back on track. If it closes, it closes, but we've done our best. Yeah. And we managed to get through the other side. Okay, you cool. Know? Yeah. Um, but yeah i don't think it, nobody i knew at the time would have blamed me mm-hmm. um for doing that and a lot of them said look it's not worth your health or it's not worth this mm-hmm. you know we'd rather see you happy including my staff mm-hmm. you know so i think it takes a, a it takes a strong person yeah certainly and it's not to say that you're weak if you if you give in to it it's just totally understandable if you mm-hmm. do you know so how do you kind of keep yourself motivated and what what have you found what kind of routines or how do you kind of keep yourself going when you had the kind of the, the times you probably feeling a bit like, oh, do you know what, sack this? Like, how do you keep yourself going? Um, oh, I wish I had something really philosophical to say here. <laughs> I mean, I, I, pers- I personally, and I, I, know, I know a lot of entrepreneurs, mm. if you like, and business people have gone through the same, but I, I personally, I, you know, suffered from depression from mm. a very young age and been medicated for a number of years. Um, and, I probably take quite a professional approach to my mental health Mm -hmm. in that I know what my triggers are and I know what's going to set me off. I can deal with one problem, maybe two problems, but add a third one, that's enough. Um, And I think that 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 self-awareness, it makes me avoid the bumps in the road that are going to lead me down that path. Um, So I avoid the triggers. I, I prepare myself and I find ways around it. Um, so it, it's not so much, you know, motivating yourself. I see when people say motivation, mm. it almost sounds like something really chirpy and, yeah. you know, Mr. Motivator kind of, you know. <laughs> it's, it's, it's that image I, in my just, head of yeah, Mr. Motivator well, that's it, I know. Um, But for me, it's just about avoiding the bumps in the road that are mm. going to lead me down a certain path. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing wrong with a little bit of wallowing. Mm. Um, I found that, you know, the, the analogies they use with depression about black dogs and black holes mm. and all the rest of it. Or the black cloud. And, yeah, yeah, I think there's a little bit of comfort to be had mm. in that black hole because you know what to expect. Mm. And, you know, there's no surprises. You can hide down there from the world. But uh, I try to not stay there for too long, mm. I guess. Mm-hmm. Um and just pick myself up. I mean, my husband's fantastic. Yeah. He's a huge motivator. 
Uh, you couldn't ask for a more loving husband, but you know it's something you have to do yourself, really. Yeah, yeah. And it's self care. Absolutely, yeah. I think like yeah. Um, I think for me, I kind of find like kind of getting in the kind of if you say that like, positive frame of mind is like listening to music or listening to a funny kind of podcast or kind of watching something so far removed from anything that's serious, the day-to-day, yeah. you know, stuff of my kind of work life and that. And I was thinking, oh, that's me now, you know, that's, and, you know, you, you kind of, I guess would you say like, kind of like training your mind to know, actually, these are the triggers and these are the things that kind of yeah. will affect you. So this yeah. is how we avoid that. And yeah, 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 yeah. Sometimes you can't avoid stressful situations. Absolutely. You know, and I... I know that I'm going to go into a stressful situation, but I've tried to diminish it as much mm-hmm. as I can um, by speaking to them and saying, how can we make this less stressful? Yeah. How, you know, how can we put this in place, right? So get a support network around you. Mm-hmm. Like, I know this is going to be a stressful time, so can you maybe do a little bit more? Or, you know, it, it's just self-care, isn't it? Yeah. So. Cool. Yeah, no, absolutely. Definitely, you know, 100% agree with what you're saying there. Um, so what's kind of like, on the cards for kind of melt and you know for the summer spring kind of summertime in Aberdeen and you know forever you know forever abroad is it happening is yeah. summertime happening yeah. is it? uh well you know some actually spoke to someone someone said like it's this month that the clocks go forward okay and I was like really isn't it like May or something you know I was kind of forget this I think the, the months are kind of blurring a it, little bit it is isn't it because and, of the weather and yeah the weather's kind of been really shit yeah. <laughs> and, and I think it's always that kind of time I kind of get really kind of kerfuffled in my head about that Christmas break time okay because I'm off from work a bit and then we go back in January and it's kind of like that really weird period because there's a massive build up that Christmas period, you'll see that, you know. So you're stressing about this Christmas coming? No, no, okay, no. I was looking about like, man, no, no, <laughs> no. I was looking at you know when like just in general like you go from like having that Christmas time like from yeah. last year, then yeah. you go into the new year, yeah, and then you get the snow and you get all these kind of different things happening. Yeah. Like actually, when has the year actually started? I know we have done New Year celebrations, but it kind of feels like yeah, it's picking up a bit more pace, momentum now. Yeah, this is March, but we've had snow. It's confusing. Yeah, it is. It's yeah. Really yeah. 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 If we get some sun, um, <laughs> then I guess, I don't know, some nice specials, mm. some milkshake specials. Mm. I was speaking to somebody about an espresso martini milkshake today okay. and uh, try and get a bench back out oh, and, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. um, celebrate summer, take off the thermals and yeah. yeah fed up of wearing my husband's long johns <laughs> it'd be nice to just wear one layer one pair of socks not fine yeah, what, what, one thing I do love when summer does kind of hit Aberdeen is that all the bear gardens are just filled up yeah and you can't get a seat outside anywhere and you love that yeah okay yeah are you not a fan of that like no you're just oh, like generally. you can't get a seat yeah, <laughs> I want a freaking seat man <laughs> jeez <laughs> yeah I think um, it's just one of those things that we, I'm sure it will come about you know and you know it'll be kind of you know, we can pray, we want to pray, or keep fingers crossed that... Summer will come again. Yeah, summer will... Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's coming. It's, it's to be relied upon. Yeah. yeah. So you've got kind of a few kind of like new kind of ideas coming out and stuff. Yeah. Like melt, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we, we, I, I try to spice it up all the time, mm-hmm. you know. The, the, you know, our brownies have become 
as popular now as the toasties mm-hmm. you know we get girls coming in going oh shit oh you do toasties you know when yeah. they're in for the brownies yeah. so you know that's great it's a creative outlet for me to mm-hmm. change that up all the time yeah. and you know we've got a great special on at the moment and we'll keep changing that up mm-hmm. and um, it'd be nice to do a few things around the house as far as melt mm-hmm. get it a bit tidier um <laughs> It's always, uh, I guess it's always been known as the kind of kooky, quirky, blah, blah, blah kind of mm. thing, you know, i.e. we can't afford proper flooring, you know, um, <laughs> but it'd be nice to do a couple of videos yeah. like that, yeah. freshen it up. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll be doing loads of events. Yeah. Um, we're out at the end of this month for Northop mm. at the Exhibition Centre. Okay. And then the week after we were at the Brewdog AGM again. Oh, right. Uh, we're doing Stonehaven Beer Festival mm-hmm. this year. Uh, we're looking at doing MoFest in okay. Montrose. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple of weddings. Hopefully the Huntley Hearst again. Mm-hmm. So event season's big for mm-hmm. us. Come March, it just starts, and every weekend we're out doing something. Oh, right, that's so, really good. Yeah. That's really good. Yeah. Melt so, on the road. Okay. And what would your kind of advice be to people thinking, "Oh, I want to start my own business and." How do I go about doing this? And, you know, what was your kind of keeping if anyone's told you or something you could think of that yourself and said, oh, this is what I think kind of works for me? Yeah. Um, I think most people told me when I told them mm. I was going to do this and they had a business already, don't. Um, I wouldn't say that to anybody. Yeah. I'd say if it's something you're really passionate about, go for it. Mm. Um, it's not easy. It's never going to get easier. Mm. Um, you just get more used to it. I think that's the thing, you know, the the kind of bumps in the road have never stopped in two years. It's just I'm better at dealing with them. Mm. Um, events are a great example of that. If anybody does outside catering, I don't know why you would do that. But, jeez, <laughs> you turn up, there's no water, there's no electricity. You know, we did somebody's wedding in the middle of nowhere at Fask House in the dark. And we blew the entire first floor of electricity. You know, mm. and we struggled to get another power source and you don't want to let a bride down. And, and we, we got through it yeah. and we, we, we battled on. But it's every event, there's an issue. Mm-hmm. There is a problem. Yeah. And it's just that I'm better at dealing with it. Because <laughs> I've cool. dealt with it before. Cool, cool. Now, Michelle, thank you so much for coming on no the problem. podcast. So that's going to be like a long time kind of coming through the mm-hmm. messages and stuff but I really appreciate you coming on like, talking about Mel and also about yourself and you know Norman Reed is coming in well no no obviously coming to Aberdeen but not, not coming, coming into Mel, Mel. Yeah, you yeah. should probably tweet him or something then shouldn't you I think that's a bit desperate you no know, it's just like hey how's it going <laughs> like, you know you heard you was in Aberdeen and Mel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no thanks for coming on and so that was I remember the episode now it's episode 12 that was episode 12 of the Create Me podcast with Michelle Clark. She is the owner and, yeah, creator of Melt. You know, it's on Holborn Street, Aberdeen. What's the actual address there? Holborn Street number? It's 58. 58. Street. 58 Holborn Street. a giant Street. bit of toast on the window. Yeah, I've seen that as well. I'm yeah. probably have to come in and get my, finally have to pop in and actually get my, you know, something like. Yeah, I know. It's probably bad. It's, so the, so a few of my friends have tried it and I was like, you yeah, haven't even been and tried it? I was like, yeah, I have to actually go in now pretender yeah <laughs> well yeah that was episode um 12 with the pretender Ike Headlam and the wonderful michelle clark from melt all right see you guys soon take care